Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we learn about sex and the sex industry through one-on-one conversations so that we may inspire and explore our sexy selves and each other in an effort to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. And our guest today is contributing to that effort to improve sex lives everywhere and has created something I really wish that I had had growing up. She is the founder of Beducated, the world's largest online platform for sex education that offers a vast library of resources for inclusive, comprehensive, medically accurate, and pleasure-based sex education for adults. Welcome, Mariah Freya. (laughs) Thank you so much. Beautiful introduction. (laughs) I couldn't do it better. (laughs) I'm literally so excited to talk to you, so excited to have you here. Can you please start off by telling us, if you had to rate yourself... On a sexual shame-o-meter from one being shameless to 10 being so full of shame, where would you say you fall right now and does it ever change? Wow, I think starting really hot already. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say I'd be at a five because I don't think I'm completely 100% there yet. I think I've done like half of, you know, the shame that's due to my upbringing, due to societal shame, but also due to any negative sexual experiences that I had to go through. And yeah, I think I'm I'm all right, but I I could be better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, isn't that true for all of us, I guess? We're all works in progress. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess compared to others who haven't been jumping into the work, I'd I'd say I'm I'm all right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you notice if it ever goes up and down? Like, are you more full of shame Mm. at work or less in your personal life or anything like that? I mean, it's so interesting, like working in the field of sexual wellness and sexual education, you have the topic constantly on your radar, but in the same time, like having family life and after work, like sometimes, you know, that for me becomes like, like another dimension like with kids and, you know, 
action and just life. And so I'd say it's really depending on the life that I'm living or the circumstances that I'm in. You know, I call this sort of the sexual life cycle where, you know, in my 20s, I've been very sexually active, very explorative, very trying out a lot. And since kids are there, it's just a completely different chapter of my life yeah. where, yeah, I need to be very mindful with my time and finding different intentions and, and ways of, you know, feeling sexy as a mom, as a lover, as a boss and all of that. So it's a very interesting time as well. And I'm not shaming that. It's just different wherever I'm at. So I definitely would say it fluctuates and yeah. it fluctuates definitely also with my menstrual cycle. So... <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I feel that. I totally feel that. Would you tell us what your favorite thing about sex is? I think it's that opportunity. I mean, I'm not a dancer. I love free dancing, but I'm not the type of dancer that does like steps and, you know, choreography. So I'm the worst. Like I couldn't do a TikTok dancing <laughs> Me neither. influencer thing just because I'm, I'm the worst at this. But what I love about sex, it gives you the opportunity to improvise with your body and have this like movement and like nodding and like touch all over and wrestling and then dancing. Like it's it's just an empty space where you suddenly start to dance. And I feel like that's just a really special experience that I haven't seen in other parts in, in my life. So it gives us an opportunity to really, yeah, become that full sensualist that like embodying our senses and really feeling it all. Yeah. That is a beautiful way of putting it that I had not heard before. I, I love that. What counts as sex for you? Mm, definitely not just the penetration. I think it's a whole pleasure cake. It's a full plate. <gasps> And there's like little cupcakes and little pieces of, let's say there's a potluck party of your friends and everyone yes. brings a cake and then you like mixing it up on one big plate and then you, you can sort of like taste that one thing and, you know, later on you taste something else and maybe something you don't like, something you like. So it's this opportunity to, yeah, try out different things. And sex is so diverse and so full of various colors. And mm. um, so... For sure. Something that, yeah, I wouldn't want to miss and I wouldn't put into one tiny box for sure. <laughs> I love that. One of my personal go-to fantasies is, you know, in my future is creating a retreat space where people can come and learn. And then at the end, if they want to, there will be like a play portion. And I love the idea of having like a pleasure party or that being like the mixer. You know, I'm always thinking about how to create the best play spaces that are inclusive of everyone's kind of like needs basically sensory needs i'm a hypersensitive person so i love the idea of lots of different cakes and like a sexy potluck like that can you give us your personal definition of sexy like what is sexy to mariah yeah i think it's a mix of that like soft and hard and everything in between like like that polarity when someone pulls you on your hair but then you in the same time, like feel a feather on your skin. Or, like it's it's that pulling from side to sides and you're not like you want that, but you also want that. And you're like, there's this tension. And I think that makes me quite hot, like from one contrast to another. Yeah. That's such a great answer. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that contrast just is. something spontaneous. I think I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Well, that's yeah. why I love like, I love when you haven't thought about it, just because what comes out of my brain first, and I notice for myself that my answers change constantly, you know, so here I am mm, asking I can imagine. These questions. Those I questions about. are great. <laughs> I have fun with them. <laughs> well, okay, so tell us then, what sort of, if any, sex talk did you get? Did you ever get like sex ed lessons or consent education growing up? Yeah, I remember that they gave us in like even primary school a little bit of consent education, but it was more about rapists being like coming down the road and like entering a car and that you're not allowed to do that. And, you know, that you always should be together with your kids. So very like, like it felt very violent, like how they would like, that's a no, no, right? Like a very strong fear boundary that they showed us there. And then later on, it was mainly biology, anatomy that took us up to kind of STDs protection. But I think it all happened within 60 minutes of squeezing it all in. So there was definitely no <laughs> pleasure in that 60 minutes or where your clitoris is or where your T-spot is or, you know, how you really talk with your boyfriend about things or your partner about things. I was in a nun's school, so... Yeah, not the right place for sex education. For really? Sure. <laughs> Wait, so nuns taught you these biological so, lessons? So like the year I came in, there was one nun left and then she left a couple of years in. But yeah, it was still kind of the concept was very holy and very like pure and everyone is like basically Mariah, right? Like Holy Mary, like kind of like that concept of like cleanliness and, you know, like proper girl thing and yeah. all that. So Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime we're trying to just squeeze it in, there's not a whole lot of room for pleasure, is there? <laughs> Damn. What about in your family life? Did your parents ever talk about sex with you or what was that like at home? Yeah. The, the cool thing is both of my parents are like, hippie kids I'd say so their generation was like my dad was definitely political he was also into emancipation and women's rights my mom not so much but she would also definitely be like you know in the 60s born so there's a little bit of that not too conservative but I'd say my luck was my grandpa he was for some reason very open he was kind of like a James Bond type of person oh. would have other women next to my grandma and he would have like this fire kit in the back of his car in case he would meet a woman and then he could make fire for her and like really like crazy stuff to you know date women and he was a nudist so we would actually go in summer with them together to a lake and be nude and you yeah. know having a very normal behavior around each other while being nude and this was not something bad or necessarily sexual and that was I think definitely had an impact on me in terms of like okay my body's natural like it's all right like that was actually a good basis without even talking about sex or about body positivity just that family habitus was sort yeah. of like a good thing, I'd say. Yeah, totally. Germany is quite big in nudism, so, so I'm glad I grew up in Germany. So that's definitely helpful. But of course, not everyone in Germany is running around nude. I know. <laughs> you know I, I, mean, yeah. I wish there was more nakedness in the whole wide world. <laughs> Maybe personally. in Berlin, you'll in Berlin, you definitely find more of that. But yeah, <laughs> oh, I need I need to go there as an adult. I haven't been since I was 16, and I'm like, I hear that there are some scenes I might like to get into. Everyone gets sex positive once moving to Berlin, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, there's so many things to do. Okay, so tell us now, how does 
sex meet your personal social intimacy or connection needs? Yeah, I think there are different phases in a relationship where like in the beginning, it's a lot about like the raw desire and the like red glasses or pink glasses that you you just have that very strong attraction. And then I've been in a relationship with my husband, who is also my partner in crime, my father of my kids and also my business partner. So we're spending a lot, a lot together. Right. And we've been together for 15 years. So it's like sex went through very different stages. And I'd say it's this like lubrication. You somehow have to make sure it's always staying lubricated, right? Like it yeah. always stays wet, like it doesn't dry out. Yeah, I feel like it's the question was more about my needs and my desires, right? Like what does it really give to me? What can I draw from it? And I think it's that place of intimacy, which doesn't have to be necessarily penetrative sex, but more like a playground to just feel connected to myself, to my partner. And it sounds very normal <laughs> somehow, but I feel it's, it's as simple as that. And I definitely would say creativity and like an extra energy that fuels me. Like yeah. whenever I, I want to have an intimate moment or a pleasure session or just bare hard fuck, you know, like that's exactly what I need in that moment then. And I definitely feel like afterwards, most of the time, like I'm radiating much more. I'm like yes. much more in my body there. Like there's just, I'm there, I'm grounded. Like it's just more easeful, everything. <laughs> oh, same, same. This is a newer question for me. And I just love presencing for us. It's not just sex. It's not just getting laid. It feeds us in all of these ways. And I love those specifics. Okay, tell us now. What would you say are your best qualities as a lover? I think I'm pretty good at blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> <think so> <laughs> and I gave in the past also vulva massages, which mm. the receivers shared with me that I was pretty good at that as well. Like I love pleasuring a vulva, vagina, outside, inside, yeah. all around. I think it's just a gorgeous organ so <laughs> oh I love that but with my hands more like my tongue is not so long so that's yeah. why cunnilingus is not really working so well for me but with my hands I'm pretty good there <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's all different types too it's like and how often do I ever give a blowjob where I'm not using my hands too you know maybe if I need to push myself up somewhere but like it's always a mixture okay now I would love it if you could take us through, you know, kind of the highlights of your personal sexy timeline, the parts that are most formative for you, and would love to hear how it's interwoven with your professional origin story. Yeah, I definitely had a huge aha moment after years and years of very volatile up and down roller coaster low libido. So I realized only much later that was due to multiple sexual assault that I experienced and was something that I didn't really put a name to that. I just kind of know that I experienced it, but it was something that I always thought it wouldn't affect me, but it 
actually did affect me in terms of my libido and in terms of my desires. So when I was working in India as a social worker back then in my 20s, beginning 20s, I got that recommendation for a tantra workshop where you could learn the vulva massage or in the tantra scene it's called a yoni massage. So my partner was traveling at that time in India as well and we were like kind of anyways wanting to meet up and I told him about that and that's kind of what for us the journey started within the more sex positive space like learning together like we traveled to that place and we learned more in theory it wasn't really like a nude party thing it was really like just theory they showed you how to do it and then you would practice it at home and so we did that and the first time in my life I experienced immediately a cheesepot orgasm and squirting in the same time and it was just like what the fuck? Why am not? Don't I have any idea what's happening here? Why do I'm finding out about this only now? I mean, I was beginning in my 20s. Some people discovered only way later, but yeah. still, I felt like I missed out on so much already. And it was sort of like that big eye opener. Okay, like I need to learn more about my body. This is not possible that I haven't known about this before. And I have to investigate and <laughs> find out more. And, and so, like, along that journey, with my partner together, we went to open relationships, swinging, various like more spiritual experiences, but also just sex parties and yeah, like kind of more Western sex positivity. And I realized that this was really uh, such an empowering effect on me. And that was where my social worker identity came in thinking, okay, like, this is such an empowering tool. Like this is the best tool I could spread as a social worker, you know, yeah. like because a social worker is always thinking how, how they could help people that are powerless, that are in need of help and, you know, marginalized folks. And so that was for me, like the solution for so many issues in the world. And that's how I started together with my husband, Beducated, which is today, I think the world's biggest online library for sex education for adults and here we are <laughs> okay that's yeah. so fucking cool i want a few more details like can you tell us how long ago you started it and what those initial conversations leading up to it like was there like a clear moment or was it like something that kind of like you know clearly it grew out of all those experiences but like what was the actual like seed planting and flourishing like so back then I started blogging. I was really like so impressed by the sex positive tools. Like there is even, you know, sexology at university and no one knows about it. Like it was just like so many aha moments that there are professionals knowing their stuff and teaching people and coaching people. And I started blogging about it, about my own experiences and kind of similar to your journey, like through that knowledge and that reading and trying out and just be walking around in that sex positive world, I would learn so much that I became a nerd as well in it. So my sex blog was nine years ago or something. And back then I actually even had a, a podcast called Orgasmic Discourses, but it never hit off just because back then only nerds would listen to yeah. that and they would only listen to, I don't know, marketing podcasts or things like that. But I remember that there were a couple of podcasts already around, but really few. And yeah, so I think we had this moment, Phil and I in Costa Rica, we were on this conference and somehow something made us think about, okay, how can we make this bigger? And then I realized, okay, like 
just being this one person blogger, like it's not really leading anywhere. And when I did my different interviews on my podcast, I realized there's so many amazing experts. What if I like put all of that knowledge onto one platform, you know, bringing it all together, people wouldn't have to kind of search throughout the internet, scattered from one person to another, like they would all find all teachings in one place. And that was kind of the idea when we started Beducated. And that was now five years ago. We're a startup. We collected fundings for the startup. We raised funds in like a couple of years, over 1 million euros. And yeah, could really kind of invest into this idea of becoming a global player for sex education. And yeah, I think at the moment we still are, and it's a really exciting journey, especially the community that we've built around with amazing instructors. I think we have over 40 different instructors from around the world, different backgrounds, you know, from shibari specialists, kinky specialists to blowjob artists and anal specialists. So it's all in there. And I think our folks just appreciate the diversity and variety that we offer. That is amazing. Okay, a couple questions. How did you come up with the name? I love it so much. Like it's my perfect sort of like I love to make up words and put things together. Where did it come (laughs) from? When was there an aha moment there? We have a friend, she's an amazing journalist and also by now actually sex coach in Germany, Teresa Lachner. And she was on a call with us and we were like sex school and, you know, like brainstorming different ideas. And we had somehow the term like bed and bedroom and kind of like education. And and somehow we realized, hang on, there is this word, isn't it? If you Google it, educated literally means you're very good at sex. (laughs) So it's sort of like the end result of, you know, what we're trying to achieve. So the perfect name. Yeah, I think it's perfect. And when I saw it, I was like, I would be friends with whoever is behind this. I was like, this is like (laughs) just that language stuff. What about when it came to selecting your first teachers? And now when you're kind of like choosing partners to work with, what's the process like for that? So back then, I mean, we were sort of, diving through like Southeast Asia, there was more like the hippie community, right? With their like spiritual ecstatic sexuality. And in Germany, we were learning more about the Western sex positive scene there and also kink scene and swinger scene. So like very like diverse people that we started to get to know in more like a private setting, right? So for example, with one expert we just hang out together in thailand and we're just together studying a couple of tantra workshops and she decided to become a teacher in that and then we said okay let's let's shoot a, a online course on that together and so we went to bali with a nice setup and shot a, like a beautiful course with her and that was kind of like just sort of what was already there and then we got approached in bali from another teacher who somehow learned about us that we were shooting an online course and she was in the same time shooting an online course as well on the island and was asking us do you want to publish mine too like she was so relieved that you know we were kind of publishing the stuff so we sort of attracted people just i don't know if it's faith or just because it was in the same same kind of scene yeah. And then from there, it sort of rippled into, I think, you know, there there was this time a lot of people were living in Asia, trying to make a living with being a digital nomad and 
like I mean today is still that's happening but I'd say it's like already started eight nine years ago so there were a lot of people like trying to make money and reach a bigger audience as a coach and I think often the struggle is for instructors to really find their community find the users that could benefit from their teachings because they are great at coaching but they're not great at marketing right oh my gosh I feel that's so hard Yeah. And that's, I think, where, yeah, there's just a really great match in terms of need because Phil's background is a designer and interactive designer. And we've kind of in the past done together also some marketing projects. So like we always were into marketing more and and that was such a great match in terms of the needs of the instructors. And I think over time, like the brand developed and now it's really our current instructors are like, like checking in with us, hey, I'm planning a new course. Like, is this something that you would want to have? And do you still need some like specific teachings? And it's like naturally evolving. And there are still instructors applying to become a educator. Yeah. <laughs> but we're also still like reaching out actively because sometimes there are certain teachings, for example, LGBTQ plus teachings that are more rare and like mm. more inclusive teachings BIPOC community sex coaches so that needs more fostering and so we're trying to kind of like reach out to different experts there trying to motivate them to shoot content and also in the like disabled community there's definitely Mm -hmm. more content required too so yeah trying to sort of motivate and see that this can work really well and nicely for a coach in collaboration with us. I love that so much. And most of the motivation behind my personal choices to like start exploring sex work myself is to like create more resources to like give to those people. You know, like that's, I'm so in line with that. Also, you are. Yeah, and I think sex, sex workers would be also an amazing instructors. Like, Mm. like, because they, they know so much about it all. And like if you collaborating with someone like us, you can sort of learn a little bit about the learning curve and, you know, how to set up a great online course that works for the audience. And that, you know, brings joy to everyone. I think that's, that's always a great match then. Yeah. 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 You're also living out one of my personal dreams that so many people have been like, that's a stupid idea. Give up on that dream. You can't control it. And I'm like, I know, but I can't help it. It's my dream. You're working with your partner on a sex-related thing. <laughs> what is that like? I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of compatibility between you and Phil. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely a great team. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do it. But that doesn't mean it's always working well. Like, there's right. definitely moments where I'm feeling like he's overstepping certain boundaries, where I'm feeling like professionally, I need to make a boundary there. And So we realized, for example, that I'm much better with the team and kind of like being more in the operative world where he's more like the nerd kicking out on, you know, the project we just released or looking out for a new innovative tech solution for us. And and that's a really, really great match for us because that way he doesn't need to, you know, get frustrated with more team related stuff. I love to, you know, have a great team and we have amazing team events and work remotely together. So so that works really, really well. And also organically for our family, that's a great thing because, yeah, we can sort of like split up, but in the same time, organically work around with family if the kids are, you know, sick. There's like an equality 
that's only possible because we're in the same company. If one of us would be in another company, there would be sort of other interests. And yeah. then we have sort of, you know, the difficulty to whose interest is more important, like who, you know, gets to yeah. work longer. And like this way, we're just kind of aligned. And if the kids are sick or, you know, something else happening, it's natural to just kind of both take care of our family life and that, you know, company B and our team is anyway very independent and great. So I love that. And I also think just like emotionally, maybe this is not even a logical thing and I'm normally so logical. I like the idea that behind a platform of sex education is this like power couple that's like, you know, doing life together. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. thought about that. <laughs> well, it, it also for me, like for me too, the, the deeper I go into my own research, the more I'm like, oh no, I'm weird. Oh no, I'm on an island. Oh no, I'm going to have to find a professional to, because now I'm in this weird space, you know? And so just seeing real life examples of like, oh right, people are just people and you can like live a life and still help other people figure out sex too and still engage in it and still have a family. Like, I love hearing that. So cool example. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Can you tell us what is a work day or week or month? I know it's probably not the same or consistent, but give us a little snapshot of like day in the life, week in the life, month in the life. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of room and flexibility because with two young kids, my daughter's one and a half, my son is four and a half, you always have to stay very flexible, right? So when we were fundraising, like sitting with investors in meetings, like my son was like, sucking on my breasts. Yeah, I was yeah. like sweating due to the hormones, <laughs> trying to convince investors to, you know, give us money and believe in our vision. So it's like an organic, natural thing. Somehow how our company is set up. We have this thing that Wednesdays we have a meeting free day. So that means everyone gets to kind of just be creative, go in their zone, whatever they need. Like get some tasks done or go hiking or have sex in the morning just because yeah. 
will okay. I have both time <laughs> to do that? Or, you know, I think it's really appreciated in our team. And we also love it very much to have that like flexible day midweek. But yeah, definitely the rest of the week is more around like kindergarten schedule. So from nine to three or nine to four and, you know, work and then it's kids time. It's very much like split in a half day, but I'm definitely not the type of mother, you know, that works until evening and the same for Phil. And, you know, that doesn't get to spend time with family. I think, yeah, that just fuels us with energy and makes us last longer and sprint longer than like trying to squeeze it all out, you know, work 70 hours per week and just be completely depleted after one and a half years or two. I think that's a super sauce secret, I guess, especially in the startup world, because when you're getting investments on board, like there's this certain expectation. So now I, I got to hustle hard. And of course you do, but you can do it very efficiently, you know, with your health and your mental health in mind. And yeah. also, of course, your sexual life in mind. Yeah. Because if you're hustling 70 hours per week, you definitely don't have a sex life. There's no libido left for that usually. It's or very, so very poor sex. So yeah, I think that's something I didn't even have to learn it the hard way because we kind of did it naturally like that because our kids kind of made us <laughs> do yeah. that. And yeah, I'm quite grateful for that. That's a beautiful... So in the day-to-day -day at work, are you primarily like organizing and managing projects and people? Do you ever review any of the lessons? Like how much of it do you actually get to watch? Oh, I love those watching sessions. Like that's often on a Wednesday. <laughs> nice. So like I'm still quite deep in the content part of it. So I'm approving certain courses that we're about to license. And I don't spend like every minute watching it, but I'm like skimming through, let myself inspire myself. By watching some of the classes and our team itself reviews then all of the details and the courses itself so yeah but I definitely love to review our new content and yeah I feel like there's this like sex nerd coach in me as well that wants to make sure like what we're putting out there is, is good and safe and high in quality totally totally feel that have you ever received any interesting reactions from people when you tell them what you do I think I never had someone who was like not interested in it. Like I found that quite <laughs> astonishing. That well, most like it makes suddenly sense. you give them an opportunity yeah. to talk about sex and everyone grabs it. Like there's Same. such a like neediness for that, but there's nowhere to find that space. And yeah, that makes me so hopeful that, you know, spreading this type of work, your work, our work, it's just spreading over the world because people so badly need it and yes. yeah I think no I never had like a weird experience or like nothing comes to mind in terms of special or something fun but definitely that realization like okay like people are definitely interested in yeah. it and it's something they they really want to want to talk further totally get that it's true like sex affects all of our lives, no matter what, whether we're having it, whether we're not having it, whether we feel like we should be having it, whether we think we're having too much of it. And so, you know, when, when people are like, oh, that's a taboo topic, I'm like, a taboo topic that everyone needs to learn about, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't really understand the idea of taboo, or rather I'm learning to understand it through other people. So have people ever been inspired to like, 
overshare or kind of how do you understand the concept of oversharing or have you ever had to like put a boundary to be like wait I'm not the container for that just because I do sex stuff or it sounds like there's interest but has it manifested in any sort of ways like that Mm, good point I guess that's the like helper part in me that just loves to listen to people's needs and my favorite you know just like I definitely can't help it (laughs) yeah no no I, I I love to listen to every single story so there's not really a boundary there where I could say no stop like I guess there are certain stories within me that I'm like only in certain places or moments able to share and and you know like say so I allow myself like to give it that extra buffer and thinking okay does this make sense to share that now in this place or not and I guess that's like my own unshaming journey you know overcoming that and still deciding which is like a public story or something that I know I share with friends and family and my partner yeah I really relate to that I shared a bunch of stuff and then I was like oh I see (laughs) oh well what would you say you love the most about your work right now yeah I think we're at this moment pretty cutting edge like it felt at a certain point, like after a couple of years, like, okay, we're repeating the same thing and like marketing in the same way. And I think since the recent AI development and like tech is just like exponentially growing, quadrupling and like yeah. just things go crazy in the marketing and, and tech world. So, so I feel like we're starting to adapt to that and like we still have it in us in terms of being flexible and in terms of coming up with new ideas. So I like that, that we're not just, you know, repeating the same, same, same thing, but testing out things, trying out new things and see how it goes and then try again. Like, yeah, yeah taking it That's from there. So cool. Before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about this AI. Will you tell us like just the overview and how people can interact with it? Yeah, so we just launched the Beducated AI Sex Coach. So it's basically an AI-driven sex coach, and you can ask it any type of question, and it will answer you in like practical tips and tricks and tools that you can apply. But depending on the question, of course, like it can be also like which country has the most sex, and it will answer its Greece, for some reason, based on certain science. (laughs) It also teaches you like six techniques or how many you are asking it. Depends. It might not provide you endless hundreds of techniques, but a couple, um, you know, on how to give great kind lingos. So I think that desire within Beducated to provide everyone with teaching is like now in this one tool, because like you can literally ask it anything. And how it works, it's based on multiple large language models. So chat GPT, but also other large language models, which overcomes the censorship barrier. So we're basically a censorship free approach, which makes it possible to ask this question. Because if you're trying to ask chat GPT to give you 10 Canilingus techniques, it will try not to answer or give you very vague answer. So we kind of overcome this by combining different tools and on top, and that's a very important aspect why it's an AI sex coach, it's taught by thousands of lessons from our library. So basically the teachings within our platform, it's trained based on a teaching. So it's like trained 
from all of these amazing instructors all around the world and it's combined in that one <laughs> robot so AI identity and I mean it's not really like an intimacy companion if you're following like sex tech and an AI like lots of people are talking about you know how AI can become your lover or your yeah. intimacy companion so The educated AI sex coach is a bit more on like providing you with tools and insights, things you can try out. And then even to go deeper, it connects you with courses and lessons from mm. our platform. Okay. So a user using this can, next to learning from this sex coach, dive deeper into the topic that, you know, it's answering. So that's a really great combination because it makes sure that The teaching is accurate because like you can dive deeper into our teaching, which is reviewed, whereas an AI based model is always a little bit not 100% perfect because it's basically AI. It comes also up with fake things. So it's not always 100% perfect, but like matching that with our courses is just a really powerful tool. Yeah. It gives you like a couple of options and you just walk through the door and get directed to exactly the type of teaching that you're looking for. That's very unique. And I'd say even like a person sex coach might not be able to do that because what I know from our instructors, many have like specialities in one niche. So if you're working with one, you get like that speciality, right? Yeah. But what if you are also interested in that other thing like Shibari and And then, you know, you have that all in one tool. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. And I'm very excited for it to be seen by the world and hopefully being used also. <laughs> I love that. And I personally am a human that like, you know, my brain is a very like logical, explicit, clear. I've always felt a large affinity toward robots. I'm here for the, you know, for the <laughs> anyone who thinks that we're like not already in the robot takeover. Like how often do you go with your phone in another room? Like how, like how, how long, you know? So I'm super excited excited for it. And to your point about it not being 100% perfect, like what human is, you know, what teacher, like anything that we're engaged with for education is always going, we're always going to receive the signal slightly differently than the sender intended because we have different brains and different experiences in the world. So I think that's really cool. Obviously, every teaching tool comes with limitations, but I am so excited to go check it out. Also, it's a new moon today, which I don't know if you're astrological <laughs> or woo at all, but it's it's planting brand new seeds. I didn't know that. No, yeah. No, that's, it yeah, feels auspicious. I, that's really cool. Oh. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you were listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office. No dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. 
with Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I can't wait to go talk. What does it have a name or is it just like educated AI? Like educated.com slash AI. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't have a name. No, we decided against making okay. it human because it's not. Like ultimately, I think it's still important for us humans to distinguish and know and also, like we are combining, right, like real human teachers with AIs. So basically, you can still like go deeper with a human teaching next to the AI based teaching. And I think that's just a really great combination because you can verify ultimately, okay, what did AI say? What does a teacher say that actually experienced real stuff in the real world, which is just a completely different story? Yeah. Like, no AI is going to experience physical pleasure so so that will be a specialty for us humans and i'm excited for this to also like discuss like what are you know the provocative things about it can it really replace sex coaching like mm. is this really something people in the future will use more than going to a real person or like probably it's both like people yes. will only want the human experience but others would never go to a human to talk yeah. about their sex life but they would go to a chatbot and talk about their sex life because that just feels much more comfortable to them and then they are still receiving that and that's an like an ex inclusive way i feel like is so needed in our world that's such a cool opportunity what i would like to know is how explicit are your lessons like how much do they show pretty much from charts Mm -hmm. And slideshows to full-on educational porn. That's what I want. Oh, educational <laughs> porn is my, that's my like next large area of research. Cool. Yeah. So for example, we licensed the latest season from Sex School, which is a really great Berlin label. She actually stopped her project due to um, finances. But yeah, it's something that we really love to support. And I hope that she's able to continue producing Because it's so professional how she created it. And it's basically everything from slideshows where explicitness is not needed because it's more about relationship models right. or communication or STIs and, you know, like things where you don't really need people having sex in front of the camera. But then, yeah, we have anal sex where there is real anal sex shown with different toys and different sex positions and yeah real people body inclusive people as well and yeah educational porn like where erectile dysfunction is being discussed by two beautiful folks and they are then interacting 
intimately and helping each other with erectile dysfunctions in a sexual way. But it's so inspiring just to see, you know, how those penis owners are sort of like using their touch, using their breathing and their voice and stimulating each other and like learning through that stimulation and that inspiration. So it's like really the spectrum from dry to very hot. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. What are stories or scenarios or information that you have encountered because of your work that you never would have stumbled upon otherwise? Yeah, we have this one very popular intimacy course. Like it's basically a couple, both are sex therapists. And I think they are also working in the same practice and from the US and they are talking about how to rekindle your intimacy and how to build that intimacy. And they just have this amazing wisdom nuggets. I don't know. I haven't seen anywhere else this type of teaching. I have no idea how they came up with it. It's about this idea that you understand your own needs and using certain language to communicate that in a very simple way and that your partner can understand it without feeling offended. And I mean, it sounds very simple as I'm saying this, but they just put it in such a great teaching that it's one of our most popular courses just because the teaching is really, really powerful. And it works. And so that's for me, like the best proof, you know, that teachings yeah. can really transform love lives and relationships and yeah. Like we've got reviews that someone was almost getting a divorce and then they ended up doing a tantra massage on top of the communication tools. And then, yeah, they found their way back and they had five kids. And, you know, so that's like what makes my day every day for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I really relate to that. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. On a larger zoomed out perspective, what have you noticed or learned about sex-related, I don't know, shame, pleasure, or like any other feelings that stand out to you because of your work? I think it's the curiosity that we spark by simply offering you that pleasure cake and then like, oh my God, I haven't realized there's so much and I thought it's only this and now there's like so much more and that feeling that we're getting that a lot and I think that's something very unique. And, and I think if everyone realizes that there's so much more beyond our normal comfort zone, and of course, like, don't make yourself step out of your comfort zone if you don't want to. But, you know, right. if you get yourself a little nudge and if you are in a safe space, like that can be just the next amazing experience, eye-open experience for you. And that's something that I feel is that empowering tool that I was talking before. And I think that you also believe in, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I can't tell you how many people I hear from who are like, oh, I want my boundaries to be pushed, you know, and the unspoken part is in ways I can handle at the right amount of growth. And I think just exposing people, I'll speak for myself, the more I am exposed to new ideas, maybe initially I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, oh, but actually, <laughs> you know, and so, so being able to see kind of details too of how it unfolds, those examples are my favorite ways to learn, you know? I mean, that's why I like this sort of primary research. I would love to hear how your work has influenced or informed your own sex life. I think sometimes I just love it the way I love it. You know, when you find your way, how to pleasure yourself or to pleasure your clit and you have your rhythm and, you know, just do the regular thing. 
But I think I definitely got a little bit more curious about kink with the work with Beducated, whereas I was like more vanilla kinky, you know, and I just discovered on the Christopher Street Day in Munich, where I'm living, that there's a parents BDSM group and they're trying to set up something. I don't know how it's going to all work, but like, it's just this curiosity that I have, I think also due to our kinky experts and the way they teaching and making it all sound so safe and just that curiosity that sparked yeah. for me. So I'm very much looking forward to explore that space. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you feel comfy sharing like what your kind of like go-to turn-ons and turn-offs are? Yeah, I think definitely like what I shared before, like starting more vanilla, but kind of going back and forth between that more roughness. And I love it when there's like an ecstasy moment. And that's why we have sex without the kids in the house, because it, it would like literally scare the shit out of them. <laughs> I think they would think I would be like dying or something. But yeah, I think that's what turns me on. Like if I'm really allowing myself to scream as much as I can and to yeah. be noisy as, as much as I can. And from the turnoffs, it's more, I guess, like egoistic sex, you know, where it's more about like the other person getting off and not including mm -hmm. you into that. Like that's completely no, no for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless that's your specific kinky agreement. Yeah. That's like for not me. Like, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course, like that's just for me there. I'm sure there's a kink on everything. And sure. um, yeah. What physical sensations does your body enjoy the most? And specifically outside of the like go to erogenous zones, you know, unless you have like very special nipples or something. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely like like the throat part a lot. I think mm. the throat is quite underrated. I definitely had like a throat orgasm before, I believe. Like it's sort of like this warmth that happened in my throat. I'm sure you can have orgasms in your pinky finger. Yeah. Like, but this was during a blowjob and I like was definitely in a more deep throating state and it would like just have a click and I, it was like, <gasps> yeah. like just this... Yep. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I wasn't able to get there again. But since then, I definitely got more curious with the throat. So, so cool. It's hard to try to achieve it again, of course. Right, <laughs> but, um, right. But I'm, I'm grateful that I experienced it once at least. Experiencing and exploring. Just kind of like another proof that the body is just this incredible yes. <laughs> being and able to experience pleasure in like mysterious places. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing that I'm so drawn to about Beducated because I am a high sensation seeker and I love variety, but I'm also incredibly consistent and I love showing up regularly because my body is different every single day. When someone's like, what do you like? How do I make you come? I'm like, I don't, well, let's figure it out today together. Like, don't ask me for a one, two, three move. And so just having those experiences where like the surprise happens and who knows, we'll see, we'll see if it ever happens again. That's so cool. <laughs> What are your future hopes, goals, and dreams for your sex life? Like, how do you hope your sex life unfolds going forward? I mean, I don't want to be that type of person that always needs like another next level. Like, I just love to go along with my sexual life cycle, you know, whatever life brings and be able to show up for that specific moment. So I'm not like high maintenance. I need like always to be up top notch with my sex life you know like yeah. it's okay to be down and up again and down again and up again 
So what I would love is definitely staying open for new experiences, staying open to getting pushed a little bit every now and then, and yeah, showing up in the moment when I need to show up and being able to do that. And, you know, with the help of also therapists or coaches, like it's always possible, but I think it's that like inner barrier to break through when you're stuck and like trying to get out of that stuckness. And I'm just hoping that I realize in those moments in the future as well, that I'm able to do that. And I think as long as I'm working on Betucated, it's probably naturally kicking my ass on that. So Totally. I love it. Yeah, just endless inputs of inspiration. I love that. That's not how I feel about sex stories. Every time I talk to someone new, I'm like, oh shit, I have five new bucket list items now. What am I going to do? You know? <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what sex-related norms you've noticed that you would love to shift and how. I think, of course, the most obvious one is definitely that global shame that exists in every single country in this world. Yes. There's no country on this globe where there's no taboo around sex. So breaking through that barrier, like kind of, I always feel like there's this big wall and you have either a way to go underneath, dig a tunnel or climb above it or somehow go around it. Like, like I hope eventually we can bring it down, you know, like the Berlin Wall. I mean, yeah. we talked about Berlin, so why not use that example? Yeah. And like making it a symbol of, you know, history that hopefully in the future, this is like history stuff where people like, what? You were so prude in the past. Oh my gosh. Like, like just envisioning that for my kids, hopefully, but also for the coming generation. I think starting also with adults education who are upbringing the next generation, you know, educated parents are great sex coaches for their kids because they're going to know, you know, how to free themselves from shame. They're going to know how to work through their blocks and yeah, be great role models that teachers in a 60 minute lessons wouldn't be able to do. Right. Yes, absolutely. And then next to that, of course, there's definitely like more fine tuned things like sexual assault, everything around unconsensual sex, sexual trafficking, abuse around marginalized people, politics that are not inclusive enough. I mean, there's so much to do for sure. Like every day feels always like a little political work as well next to, you know, our little fluffy world. But I'm optimistic. Like I'm, I'm seeing new studies that the sexual wellness industry will be much larger than they expected in the past. So there are definitely signs that there is a certain sex positivity-ness in the future and it's growing and it's spreading. And I think India has just begun with sex positivity as well. There's mm -hmm. more and more sexual wellness companies there. And I mean, in India, such a suppressed space around that. So very much needed over there. And I'm seeing great signs, but of course, it's also hard to see outside of your bubble, right? So we can't, that's why we have to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I got to hear what it's like on that side of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On the note of parents talking to their kids, as a person who has created this platform for adult sex education, and as a parent of two small children, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on when and how are the good times to start those conversations? Because I get a lot of messages from people who are like, hey, guess what? Good job. I did it. I talked to my kids and they're 17. And I'm like, that is great. And 
everyone I interview, you know, has learned about sex long before they're 10. And the ones who learn mm -hmm. in a vacuum of information and then you add a dash of shame. Okay, buddy. Cat news. <laughs> Very inspirational and talkative. Love your cat. Thanks. You know, I would be curious to hear kind of what your thoughts on that are. And does Beducated have any guidance for parents talking to kids? Yeah, good point. It's actually one of our very much needed courses that we don't have yet. And it's a shame and we're really pressing hard to make it happen that we have very soon a great course on sex education for parents. I would definitely say it already starts in very early days. So my four and a half year old son already knows that I'm bleeding every month and he knows how it looks like I've shown him the blood because mm -hmm. he came into the bathroom when I was just changing my pad and he was like, why are you bleeding there? And of course I'm going to tell him like, that's like just no filter he's asking. So he's getting the answer. And of course, like I didn't tell him at this point, you know, penis in vagina, like, yeah. like that will come eventually. And I think probably the six, seven, he will already know because I know that I knew that. So I'm expecting him to have those questions or maybe a certain curiosity and I will just address it with them. Yeah, but I'm not putting down any questions that come from them. And I think that's the best approach and sort of like just staying open yeah. for their needs. And yeah, definitely starting also to explain certain things like consent, like when he's just touching my breast like that without asking, like I'm already now telling him like, hey, like I know you're booby guy and I know you've loved my booby for two years like I was still breastfeeding him in the evening so he's still connected to that nipple like he sometimes just needs like a little you know thingy to kind of touch just because it's so ingrained in the system but I'm now trying him to show like hey like if you want to touch someone else's body like ask before that otherwise that can hurt someone and it's not your body it's mine and like there's these simple things that I feel like are already very valuable. And if he's with his friends, you know, like, I hope that he's going to ask, you know, because yeah. that is really an important question. And also, of course, preparing him to kind of like state their needs and their desires and what they want and what they don't want. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What are you most excited to explore or grow in your work with Beducated going forward? I mean, I think there's so much more possible with the AI possibilities. I mean, eventually it will probably just be like something very normal that's integrated in our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah, but looking at like more of tech possibilities and ways of making teachings accessible through different mediums or virtual reality or I don't know, just dreaming out loud. Yeah, <laughs> um, and. And definitely localization, like making our teachings accessible in so many different languages. And, mm. you know, our instructors will be, I don't know, speaking 20 different languages coming from their mouth, right? Because yeah. AI is able to do that. So that's going to be so exciting to also see like the challenges with this, because if we are in different countries accessible in different languages, some teachings might not work for certain cultures. And yeah, that's when we are definitely again challenged to look at how to navigate through that yeah. and find a different perspective on things. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. My grandest fantasy in this realm is always around 
an online platform that is integrated with a social platform that I would engage with as a user, and then a real-life space that has not just sex but other creative elements, you know, on different levels. And maybe there's a museum at the bottom for family, you know? <laughs> like, that's, that's <laughs> yes, kind of, yes. like, my constant dream. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm working on it. What would Beducated look like if you had unlimited funding, unlimited resources, and it was you know, tomorrow you have everything you want, you know, like what kind of direction would you point it in? I know it's a big question, but since you like dreaming like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I would do exactly what we're doing now, but mm -hmm. with, of course, finances available, we would be bringing in big Hollywood stars. We would be bringing in new possibilities to advertise, to spread the word yeah localize in so many different languages because that is quite expensive still like even though you can use ai like like you need a team to review that all to make sure it's all correct and yeah it's still a long way to go and i think we could definitely speed that up that globalization and that accessibility in collaboration with ai and our instructors as well and hopefully instructors from different countries and culture backgrounds and yeah, creating something even more powerful than now. If you could wave a magic wand and teach everyone in the world one thing about sex, what would you try to teach? I think it's simple. Take even more time for mm -hmm. sex. Like I think the act itself, like if you literally time it, it's like four to seven minutes and Like, try to make it an hour, try to make it half an hour. But of course, like, that is already so scary for most people because they have no idea what to do in this half an hour. And creating time around it will kind of make you think about this more, how to decode that current script of yours and, you know, find new ways of bringing variety into the occasion and just more time, more mm -hmm. time for the act. <laughs> Love and that. using that space to dance, you know, yeah. wildly or in, in your way. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Emmett. That is going to stay with me. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Definitely around 11 years old when I started to, yeah, go wild in terms of hormones, in terms of puberty and say, hey, that's totally okay like it's totally okay to feel that way and kind of having that reassurance that it's gonna be all right and also like reassuring that sexual desire of yours it's normal and you know try yeah to find a partner that respects that and just that guidance like continuous guidance and having an open line on that because I think there's so much uh, traumatization for most teenagers that is happening during our first sexual experiences, just because we have no clue. Yep. And I think the shame that we're starting to collect there is due to that. And then we're just holding on to it because we're not like going to a therapist to unleash it. I was literally just going to say, I'm unpacking mine right now in EMDR therapy, you know, like the, just the early experience. So I'm like, oh, that Perfect. is a thing. Great. Yeah. 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 I want that for all Amazing. Of us. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe already having that art therapy in, in right? our teenage years. Oh, like, man. That's a great one. I would love that. Going to, love... you know, drawing a nudist, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, figure drawing. Figure drawing, yeah. I think yeah. that would be, you know, exploring the body, exploring those different zones. Yeah, it could be cool. <laughs> And I love that earlier you made a connection between our sexual wellness or our sexual selves and our creativity. And that's a personal thesis of mine that has continued to strengthen the more I talk to people. So I love that you just like presence that. I love the idea of 
looking at sex not just as its own category, but as part of our larger creative wellness, you know, creating lives actively that kind of feed all of us. Mm. Lastly, a fantasy brainstorm. So this is related Mm. to my future dream of having these in real life spaces. So say you were in charge of the Munich one, perhaps. If you had an unlimited budget to build a sexy playroom, house, castle, club, whatever, either for yourself or to represent your brand, what would it be like? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny because there was this agency that approached us who were brainstorming some ideas for us. And I, I think they pretty much nailed it with their suggestions. So it's this big open house with a big, beautiful, romantic garden And like, you know, like little hammocks and bohemian and kind of feathers. But in the same time, not just like vanilla, also like ropes and things inside that you can do. And inviting, of course, our instructors to the event who are going to give workshops and all types of different explorations and experiences. And anyone could sign up. Ideally, it's big enough that we could just welcome anyone who wants to come. Um, Ideally, everyone gets like a little workshop that they need to do beforehand, because I feel like getting everyone on the same page would be a very important aspect of that. And then, yeah, having a big party, learning experience and safe space for experiential, like educated life experiences. That would definitely be an amazing, amazing dream. And something I've definitely dreamed about my partner, not so much because he loves the online world, but who knows in the future. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. What are the best places for people to interact with Beducated on the internet? Obviously there is the main website, beducated.com. What else is in the virtual sphere? Yeah, so we're building a Discord community. It's still very new, so it's not like the hottest place yet, but I think it's going to be in the future because in terms of uh, social platform, policy-wise, more allowed. So it's a much safer space for us because the thing is with sexual wellness brands like yours, like mine, we're always like in danger to get banned, deleted, lose our I got deleted off Instagram two weeks ago, so Sex Stories Instagram does not exist. But I'm like, what am I... I have to throw my life away creating another one. I don't know, you know? Yeah, I stopped complaining, but it is like still important for people to know. So we're trying to find spaces that's more or less on the safe side. Of course, you never know. Mm-hmm. There might be future investors of Discord totally. who say, okay, that's not allowed anymore. But still, that's our way of doing it right now. And yeah, I, I definitely like to have more discussions with our users within the community having more conversations of what's happening inside their bedroom while using Beducated more and what what are the challenges. So really getting very good at that and close with them. I think we haven't succeeded at that yet perfectly. So we're really trying to build that community even more and get together and yeah, like learn from each other. I think that's the best way of learning. Yeah. Yes. Any final thoughts on sex, sex education, or just people following their passions in general? Yeah, my biggest realization, I had last year a TEDx talk and it makes you kind of think about, you know, that one message, like that's maybe that one chance in a lifetime where you can just blast out your message. And what is that message? And I realized for me, biggest insight on sex education was it's a lifelong journey of learning and I will need at every step of the way 
a different type of sex education. So sex ed is not for people in school or teenager. It's a lifelong learning process. So even though it's not super sexy, that lesson, it means like I need to put in the work and it's a lot of hard work, a lot of overcoming of your comfort zones, but it is how it is. And I think that that's why sex ed is here to stay and ideally here to stay for a really long time even up to older age where, you know, there's still amazing insights and new things to learn on how to have more comfortable sex with, you know, help and sex chair and assistance and, you know, so many things possible. So, yeah, I think that's my last word. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. Humans are wired to seek, struggle and learn and grow. And so doing that in the name of Pleasure and connection seems like the best thing possible. And you are facilitating that. Mariah Freya, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thank you so much, Wyo, for having me. Amazing questions. I'm I'm feeling very like in bliss of your questions. <laughs> you. uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our conversation and thanks so much for having me. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. (laughs) 